Welcome back to the Cross Stands. This is Brother Bryce coming to you from Holy Cross Parish in Morgan City, uh, Louisiana. Today, as we move through the Catechism, I, I believe in Jesus Christ, the only Son of God. Who is Jesus? Like, what does it mean to believe in Him? The name Jesus literally means God saves. So that, that's, that's who Jesus is. And Jesus is the salvation of God. Jesus is God, God the Son, the second person of the Holy Trinity, who chose to come to save us. To save us from what? Well, well you, you remember last time we talked about the fall? He, he comes to, to save us from our selfishness. He comes to save us from our pride. He comes to save us from those triple lusts, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, and the pride of life. He comes ultimately to save us from death, to save you and to save me from the, the death that comes from sin. The wages of sin is death, said the scriptures. God said to Adam in the garden, You shall not eat of the tree of knowledge and good and evil. Otherwise, you shall die the death. Mot, mot in Hebrew. You shall die, die. You shall have a spiritual death. Death to your, you shall incur death to your soul. For you choose to be like God. So you and I, as we talked about before, have inherited original sin. You and I, Lord have mercy, have committed personal sin. Many of us, Lord have mercy, have committed even mortal personal sins. And so Jesus Christ comes to save us from death, to save us from hell. Jesus Christ, God saved, saves, is the good news, is the other side of the fall. The, the gospel, the word gospel means good news. And well, what is the good news? The good news is that you and I are saved. You and I have been if we're baptized, we are saved. We have been offered salvation. Jesus Christ has come to save us and let us not throw it away. Let us not throw away our salvation by mortal sin. And if we have thrown away our salvation, let us rejoice in abundance that God has given us the sacrament of confession. Remember Leviticus 5, John 20, uh, James 5. God has bestowed upon us a sacrament of holy confession that we might be forgiven even of mortal sins. Yes, Jesus is God. Yes, God truly saves. He came down to save us. Jesus Christ. Christ is a Greek word, Christos, and it means anointed one. It's a translation of the Hebrew word, Mashiach, or Messiah, anointed one. In the Old Testament, kings were anointed. Priests were anointed. In rare occasions, prophets were anointed. Those people who had a special mission from God were anointed to carry out that mission. The anointing was a sign of the presence of the Holy Spirit. God's Spirit, the Holy Spirit, who would help them, the priests, the prophets, and the kings, to to execute their mission, to serve well in the capacity that God had given them. And so Jesus Christ is truly the anointed one. John the Baptist says that the one he was sent to point out was the one upon whom he would see the Spirit descend and remain, which he saw. 
at the baptism of Jesus. And which, in truth, was there all along. Because Jesus is God. Jesus is one with the Father and with the Holy Spirit. Jesus is God the Son. And so he, he is the presence of God. He is always the Anointed One. And as in the Old Testament, that the priests, the prophets, and the kings, they were, or some of the prophets, they were anointed for the purpose of showing God's law, showing God's love, showing God's message to the people. So to Jesus, God incarnate, God who takes on flesh, we'll talk about that next time, shows God to us. Jesus shows himself to us since he is God. Jesus shows the Father to us. Jesus shows the Holy Spirit to us. One God, three persons. The Catechism says this, that we believe and confess that Jesus of Nazareth, born a Jew of a daughter of Israel at Bethlehem at the time of King Herod the Great and the Emperor Caesar Augustus, a carpenter by trade who died crucified in Jerusalem under the procurator Pontius Pilate during the reign of the emperor Tiberius, is the eternal Son of God made man. He came from God, descended from heaven, and came into the world. God has come into real history, into real time to save us. This is not some once upon a time story. This is not some fairy tale. But God came into time, into history, to rescue us from sin, from slavery, and from death. So Jesus Christ is God the Son. And, well, it's said often in the Bible that Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Now, Son of God uh, can mean a whole bunch of things. Son of God is a title given to angels, given to God's chosen people, given to the kings. Son of God is a title given to, to many people. But when Son of God is applied to Jesus, just like when Lord sometimes is applied to Jesus that we're going to see in a second, when Son of God is applied to Jesus, it has a particular meaning. It shows that Jesus is God the Son. And we know that because of a few cases in Scripture where it's made up explicitly clear. So that I, we can say that it's implicit in the scriptures when we say Jesus Christ is the Son of God, that we mean He is God the Son. But we know that it's implicit that He's God the Son because of those places where it is explicit that Son of God, in Jesus' case, means God the Son. The Catechism in paragraph 442 speaks of how Simon Peter, he confesses that Jesus as, quote, the Christ, the Son of the living God. That's in Matthew chapter 16. And then Jesus responds solemnly, Flesh and blood has not revealed this to you, but my Father who is in heaven. You wouldn't say my Father before that. You would say, in fact, that's one of the accusations that the enemies of Jesus leveled against him. He said, it said he even uh, calls God his father. He even makes God to be his father. Who can say that? A mere human being can't say that without grace and without the grace of baptism, but that hadn't happened yet. And so a mere human being can't claim God as his father. So who is this Jesus? And the answer is he is the son of God 
in a sense, greater than anybody else. He is the Son of God, not simply by adoption, like we are who have been baptized. He's not the Son of God by analogy, as um, the angels or the chosen people or the kings of Israel and Judah, especially kings of Judah. No, 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 no. He's the Son of God by nature. He is God the Son. My Father who is in heaven, he says, revealed that to Simon Peter. And so Jesus Christ, he's God. He's God the Son, and that's shown also in the title of Lord. He is often in the Bible called Lord. And Lord, kind of like Son of God, has different meanings. Lord can simply mean Sir, can be a polite and respectful form of address. But in the Old Testament, in Exodus chapter 3, God revealed his name to Moses. And uh, in the, the Hebrew text, that's four letters, God's name God's name that he revealed to Moses, it's uh, into English, Y-H-W-H. And uh, nobody's really sure today how to pronounce it. Most people think you would say Yahweh. Um, a few people think you would say Jehovah. Um, how to pronounce it isn't the point. But the thing to know is that by Jesus' day, and actually pretty early on, they wouldn't pronounce the name Yahweh or however you say it. That, that That's too sacred. That's the name of God as God revealed himself. So the only time anybody would pronounce those four letters, Y-H-W-H, anybody, anytime, anybody, the only time anybody would pronounce the name of God by the time we got to Jesus' day is in the flesh is the high priest. He would go into the Holy of Holies on one day of the year, the sacred day of Yom Kippur, the day of atonement, and he would say the name of God. That's why we don't know how to pronounce it because the Jews didn't pronounce it for so long except one person in one place once a year that we don't know how to pronounce it. And so even, so what they would do is when they were reading the Bible and they would see those four letters, when they were reading the Bible and they would see the name of God, they wouldn't try to pronounce it because it was so sacred, but they would instead say, Lord. When they would see those four letters, Y-H-W-H, instead of saying, trying to pronounce the name of God, Yahweh, or however they would, they would have said it, they wouldn't say that. They would say, Lord, Adonai, or in Greek, Kyrie. You recognize that from Mass? Kyrie eleison, Lord have mercy. So they would say, Lord, and they wouldn't, they wouldn't pronounce the name of God. And so it became that saying Lord was sometimes uh, meant sir, or that's a respectful and polite form of address, but sometimes meant that you were talking about God. When you would say Lord, it sometimes uh, meant that, that you were talking about God. And so in uh, John chapter 9, we see the man born blind whom Jesus heals and who has this great story of becoming a disciple of Jesus. And he says at the end of John chapter 9 or towards the end, he says, Lord, I believe. And he worshiped him. This man used the term Lord to indicate that somehow he had, this, I guess, a revelation. Somehow he knew that Jesus is God. And then in John 21, after the resurrection, we see this very, uh, this most explicit statement in the Gospels of Jesus' divinity where Thomas comes out and just says, My Lord and my God. 
as he adores Jesus. My Lord and my God. So who is Jesus? Jesus Christ is Lord. He is the anointed one of Israel, the Messiah who has come to save us. To save us from what? To save us from death, to save us from hell, to save us from sin. To, in other words, to save us from our own choices of not God, which lead us to death and to hell. He is God who saves. He is God himself. He is the Lord. So may we confess with boldness and with faith to the glory of God the Father that Jesus Christ is Lord. God bless you. See you next time.